All right, here we go. Let's see how this one goes this time. Um, first of all, welcome to Super Like Me. This is a brand new life podcast about dating in the digital age. Today's date is January 1st, 2019. I am not hungover. Wonderful. I'm actually one and a half years sober from drinking. We'll get to that on another episode, though. But I recorded my very first episode about an hour and a half ago and was super excited how it came out. And the next thing you know, I'm uploading it. And I was in the middle of shopping and I jumped onto Myers Wi-Fi. And the next thing you know, I had a my phone crashed or I don't even know what happened. But the next thing you know, the episode was gone. So I don't know if this is gonna be as good as the first one. I thought the first one went really well. So I'm gonna try my best here. Basically, my name is Chris. I'm from Northwest Indiana, about, I'd say 30 minutes away from Chicago. And 37 years old. And I've been in this dating game online scene since probably I was 18 and I've seen it all and from all the experiences that I've had basically I thought about writing a book actually because some of these are just so off the wall that it needs to be told outside of my circle of friends and if you guys can get some kind of like comic relief or whatever and enjoy my stories and my heartache and my everything else then I'd be a pretty happy camper because who knows where this is going to end up going. Uh, my little background on podcasting for the past two years I've co-hosted with my two best friends the Dirty Heels podcast which is a pro wrestling podcast where we pretty much review old wrestling shows and kind of make social commentaries about them and talk shit just it's a good time and I'd suggest uh, looking up for a link I'm sure I'm going to post one too but the Dirty Hills podcast uh, basically what's been going on with the Dirty Hills podcast is we all have gone through a lot of life changes personally myself in the past two or three months I've had a house fire and became homeless. And luckily, a couple of my really good friends took me into their house while my family and I could find a new house. And that's been a really heartbreaking, hard process. And in the middle of that, my dog of 13 years passed away and broke my heart. So, that's where I'm at. I just moved to a, a different city in Northwest Indiana. And here I am. And recently I've kind of went on a couple strings of dates that have just been so off the wall, crazy, weird, that I decided, fuck it. Here we go. Now is time. Now is time to get this podcast off the ground. Just came up with the name, Super Like Me, got a logo, all that kind of stuff. 
Um, this is going to be a solo episode with just myself in the future. I plan on getting friends of mine that have also had kind of dabbles in online dating and had really bad issues or really good issues. And then I'm also going to try, and this could get very, very interesting. I'm going to try to get some of my former dates, hookups, relationships on the show. And we're kind of going to go back into history in the old little time machine. And we're going to try to figure things out. Both of our kind of perspective of how things went, how it could have went what I've done wrong, what they did wrong, and I just think it's going to turn into complete madness. So, I guess I should start at the beginning. And, like I said before, I recorded this earlier, so I'm going to try to, like, keep it pretty much the same. But, you got to understand, too, like, this has been so long and so much has gone on in my life since I was 18 years old that everything I'm about to say I'm hoping can be 100% accurate from my memory but I can assure you 100% every wild story that you hear in this podcast nothing is going to be exaggerated and nothing is going to be a lie I have no reason to blow smoke up your ass this is just my fucked up crazy life and this first episode kind of is going to be a lot different than the rest of them. Some of them are going to be really heavy on the disasters and funny things that have happened to me with catfishing and getting ghosted, benching, gaslighting, all the, all the bullshit drama you hear about, of course, has happened to me. So we're going to go back in time. To when I was 18 years old, just got the internet, and I'm talking like 56k modem, horrible experience, the type of experience when you're like trying to look at like a porno picture, not even a video, like a picture, it takes 15 minutes, and it's just like slowly, oh, there's a boob, slowly going down, slowly going down, until you finally got the whole thing, like this is how the internet was when it first came out and it was so bad but there was a program called ICQ and what ICQ was was it would match you up with a random person from around the country and it would give you details about them and you would select if you wanted to chat with them or not so I get matched up with a woman named Amanda and we were both the same age and stuff. We both just, you know, graduated high school and all that. So we start talking and I remember it being New Year's Eve, which actually was her birthday. So the first time we're talking, we're like waiting for the ball to drop and, you know, watching Dick Clark on New Year's Eve and all that kind of stuff. This whole time sitting at a computer talking to a stranger that I've never met in my life. Like, it was crazy. It was exciting. You know, I back then, she didn't have a webcam. I didn't have a webcam. We didn't even know what each other looked like. I knew she was blonde. Uh, she told me she was busty. I had no idea. So we start talking, and 
she convinced her parents, I believe is what she did, to get a webcam. So I bought a webcam, we started camming, I saw her, I thought she was beautiful. Next thing you know, we decide to meet. Now, when I turned 18, I got some money from my grandfather passing away. And being an 18 year old kid with a good amount of money now in his bank account, I immediately bought a brand new car, which a 99 Kia Sophia was a fucking lemon of a car. Like, Jesus, this thing was a piece of shit. But I decided to go to the travel agency because there was no Priceline.com or any shit like that. So here I am getting a flight to Maine. $1,000 later is what this flight cost me. This flight left Chicago early in the morning and I traveled my very first time flying from Chicago to Washington, D.C., switched planes, went from Washington, D.C. to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, switched planes, went from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Boston, Boston to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and then hopped a eight-seater to go to this tiny little airport in her part of Maine. This thing took all day. My ears are popping. Life is just horrible right now. But I wanted to go see my girl. And I get a message from her that says, hey, I'm really sorry, but I can't come pick you up from the airport. Can you take a cab to your hotel? All right, fine. I get off the airplane and my first vision of Maine, and this was in February, Oh my God, there was snow up to my belly button. And I'm six foot three. Like freezing outside. I didn't know anyone in this entire state except for one person who wasn't even there to pick me up. So I'm nervous. I'm scared. Fuck, I've never even rode in a cab before. And now I'm taking a cab an hour away from this airport to her little town of Oakland, Maine. So the cab drops me off at the local Econo Lodge, which was a shithole hotel. I wouldn't even call it a hotel. It was a fucking dirtbag motel. I check in and I let her know that I'm in town. And she says, okay, right across the street is a Burger King. I want you to come over, meet me. I'm gonna be with my friend and we'll get this first meeting out of the way. Now, I don't have a car or anything like that. I'm thinking that, you know, she's going to stay with me like 24 hours a day. No. I go to Burger King. I order my nuggets or whatever I ordered. And I'm hanging out. And she says, I'm here. I'm walking in. And in walks the most bubbly, cute, big smile blonde. Really tall just amazing and I'm over here like shaking in my boots so shy because back then I was completely different than how I am now like I was definitely an introvert definitely shy I had no idea what the fuck I was doing a, a virgin of course she was a virgin 
I had no idea what the fuck was going on. So she sat down and we chatted and all that good stuff. And the next thing you, should, you know, she's like, hey, you know, go back to the hotel, go to bed. I'll see you tomorrow. So for a couple days in a row, she would pick me up and we would just hang out. You know, we would go to her parents' house. She lied to her parents and told them that I was from Maine. They immediately figured it out right after I opened my mouth. Uh, I definitely don't have a Maine accent. Uh, I could actually pronounce pizza when they say pizza. And God, we went to a, uh, a Dairy Queen and I asked for sprinkles on my Sunday and they didn't know what sprinkles were. They called them jimmies. So the parents kind of like got on our case for a little bit and stuff, but they knew we were young and, you know, they knew I was a nice guy and I was going to treat their daughter good. So it lasted. And we went to the movies. I'll never forget. We went and saw um, The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. And let's just say I don't think we saw five minutes of that movie because we... It was, with her living at her parents' house, that was the only alone time we had. So you're talking, we're paying for a movie and not even watching it. We're, you know, kissing and hugging and all that, you know, kid stuff, whatever. So the time to leave comes and I leave. And we had planned on a few months later in the summer, me coming over again. And this time her parents were cool with it. And they wanted me to sleep over and stay in their basement. So I get out there, and this time her and her parents came and met me at, you know, the airport. And everything was cool. I mean, the, her parents loved me. Like, there was times where she was gone, and me and her mom went out to dinner. Like, it was a good, it was a good relationship. And then all of a sudden, her mom was upstairs, and we were downstairs, and we were watching TV, and... We got a little too frisky on the couch. And there was a lot of making out, a lot of fingering and touching each other. And sure as shit, as soon as we had finished, Amanda got up and took off her underwear and put it in the laundry room. And her mom immediately just out of the fucking blue decided to go do laundry next thing you know she picks up the underwear feels how soaking wet it is and kicks me out of the house I had no idea where the fuck I was gonna go I literally thought I was officially homeless like my plane ride was not for another couple weeks I had nowhere to go I thought I was going to have to go back to the Econo Lodge and deal with that. It was just not fun. So, luckily, her dad was super cool. He came home from work, and he had a cooler head than the mom did. He accepted me back into the house, and we continued seeing each other until it was time for me to go back. And then we continued our online relationship, and I was under the impression that fuck it, I was just going to move out there because I fell in love with the state of Maine. Well, she got it accepted into the University of Maine in Farmingdale, and she decided that being in a relationship, 
going into college, she was going to miss out. So one night she texted me that this relationship was officially over and she couldn't do it anymore and she wanted to be free. So we ended things and it wasn't until years later when Facebook became a thing that I looked her up and found her on Facebook and we still to this day every once in a while will get together on messenger and talk back and forth and she'll let me know how her and her family are doing she's married and has a couple kids and I'll let her know how my daughter's doing and, I, and me because I have a six-year-old daughter and we'll get to how that happened and everything else on a later episode but for a first online experience relationship I would have to say that that was a very good experience and it definitely set me up for having my mind open to online relationships in the future and there you go me and her are still friends we actually I texted her earlier today so very healthy no drama but boy is there drama to come some of the stuff that uh, you can look forward to. I've been in a relationship with a bulimic girl. I've met someone online who I did not know was missing a hand until I met her. I've been out with people that I didn't know were strippers until meeting them. Uh, there's a lot. There has been crazy girls who I've had to get restraining orders against. There are wild, wild stories, catfish stories, everything is to come. So if you like this episode, I'm promising you stay tuned because you have not heard anything yet. Like this was just an introductory so you can kind of get an idea of what this podcast is about. And I'm figuring right now that it's probably only going to be my friends that have heard this story already a million times. But what I want you to do is I want you to share this with your friends. Do whatever you can. Share it on social media. Help me out. I think that if I can get this off the ground running, we could really have something special here. And it can grow into something good. I want you to laugh at all the stupid shit that I've been through. And you know what, if something amazing happens and I meet someone wonderful, then I'll have an even better reason to continue this podcast. Because everyone wants to hear all the horror stories, but there's nothing better in this world than finding a really good story and falling in love and just having a good, solid relationship. So I know this episode was a little short. I'm going to try to keep them longer next time because I'm going to have some guests on, but Thank you so much for your time. Subscribe. Let people know. Fuck, let me know what you think about it. Let me know what I can do. And take care. Happy 2019. and welcome back to Super Like Me. I realized that that first episode was 
kind of short. It's really hard to do these things by yourself when you're used to having, you know, your two friends with you playing off of them. But I'm not satisfied with how short the episode was, so I'm going to make this episode 1.5, and I'm going to give you a bonus story, because why not? I'm out driving, I got like a 20 minute drive home and stuff, so I got the podcast microphone working, and we're just going to go for a little drive and tell the story of my second online meeting. And this one, in my opinion, is super, super fucking fuzzy. I have no fucking clue what chat thing I even found this woman on. Or, as sad as it sounds, I can't remember her name at all. So we're going to guess and say AOL chat. Because this was my first time getting catfished. So, she lived in Louisville. So we talked for a while and stuff, and she sent me pictures and all that stuff. And I was under the impression that she looked one way. And got all excited and was like, oh, this is awesome, you know. It kind of sucks having to drive all the way to Louisville to meet somebody, but I got a brand new car and I'm loving driving at the moment, so fuck it, why not? So, her situation was, she told me that she lived with her brother and sister and her parents, but her mom and dad were truckers and they left all the time. So she picks a day where they're going out of town for a week and she's like, hey, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you know, drive down here, you know, I got a big bed, come on down, you know, it's gonna be fucking madness. Okay, so if I had to guess how long it took me to get there, I'm going to say between six and seven hours. I get down there and her address leads me to a trailer park, which was the first catfish because she told me she had a really big, nice house. And I'm not knocking anyone for living in a trailer park at all, but be open and honest about it. It's not that hard to sit there and tell the truth. I'm not going to judge you. I don't care as long as you're honest. So, pull in. I text her. And I say, you know, hey, what's up? I'm here. Do you want me to come to the door? Are you coming out to my car? What's going on? And she says, come to the door. And sure enough, it was like a scene out of the fucking Catfish TV show. I walked to the door. And a woman opens the door, she's probably 18 or 19, and it sure as fuck was not the girl in the pictures. Here we go. I just drove six fucking hours to get catfished by some girl. And she was not that bad either. Like, I should have known that the pictures were fake. I mean, it kind of looked like a beauty queen or whatever, but... In person, real thin body. She was good looking, but you could tell she was kind of like a plain Jane. Didn't really do her hair. Didn't really dress nice. But confidence is key. Big time. I mean, you could be the plainest looking woman, but if you got confidence and you know how to rock it, 
you are going to be a fucking 10. And she didn't really have any of that. But there was someone on her couch that I was instantly attracted to. She had blue spiky hair, a couple tattoos, really funny, really flirty, really cute. And I pretty much hit it off with her. And we exchanged numbers. And the whole time I'm there with this one girl, I'm talking to her best friend. And after a while, things kind of got weird. I mean, this is Kentucky. And once nighttime hit, you had a house full of neighborhood kids that were all underage getting shit face fucking drunk and I didn't drink at the time I didn't start drinking until my early 20s so I'm just like in this trailer with all the fucking kids and teenagers and shit from Louisville Kentucky that are drinking fucking moonshine and who knows whatever the fuck else they're sitting there drinking and (laughs) next thing you know Cops come knocking on the door and stuff, and we're not answering. Shit's just wild. Like, I don't know. It's so blurry to sit here and try to remember everything that actually went down. But I know that night, I wanted to spend the night with the little punk rock girl. And sadly, she went home, and I ended up sleeping next to the one that I drove down there to meet and she wanted to have sex and we got to almost the sex part and me being a hopeless romantic I still am but me being a super hopeless romantic did not want to lose my virginity to some random hillbilly fucking chick from the sticks so I said no and we went to bed The next morning, she randomly decided to take me to her ex-boyfriend's house. Now, I don't know what the fuck her intentions were on this one. I'm assuming the intentions were purely to try to make him jealous. Because we walk into his house and she's overly flirty with me. Sitting on my lap. Kissing me on the cheek. Kissing my neck in front of the boyfriend. And the boyfriend's getting heated. Like, and he's some fucking backwards ass fucking, you know, country bumpkin driving a pickup truck with fucking shotguns everywhere. And I'm like, all right, here we go. This is how I die. Meeting some random girl off the fucking internet. Here we go. Nope. Nothing really bad happened. Um, For some reason, he ended up coming back with us to her house. And the most random, random thing happened next. The girl that I went to go see, her brothers are like 16, 17, and they're in the backyard having trampoline wrestling matches going on, hitting each other with chairs, all sorts of fucking crazy, wild shit. And I mean, I grew up watching wrestling, so... I said, fuck it. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we have a backyard wrestling federation. Now, this to me 
was the start of like me coming back to Indiana and starting my own backyard wrestling federation with my best friends and having some really good times. So now I'm supposed to be hanging out with this girl and shit that fucking catfished me and I'm hanging out with her brothers and making like pretty good friends with these guys. Like we're all adding each other on like whatever kind of social media was back then. I think it was like Zango or you know live journal and stuff like that. And I cannot confirm or deny this, but these kids were all from the same town that there was a wrestler named Chuck Taylor. And one of these kids looked just like him, and his name was fucking Dustin. So I'm sure it's bullshit, but who knows? Maybe this was, you know current pro wrestler Chuck Taylor back then. Who knows? But all I know is I had a pretty good time and I went back to Indiana after that. Still a virgin, unfortunately. And we all still pretty much became good friends until a few years later I kept in touch with a lot of them and the punk girl Jessie. Oh my god. I remember the girl that I went to go meet's name. It was Jessie. The punk girl told me that Jesse got really bad in the drugs and heroin to be exact. And me back then, you know, super straight edge, super against drugs and alcohol, just completely shut her out of my life. Didn't even want to be friends with her anymore. Um, as shitty as it sounds, that was just that. But still to this day, you know, at 37 years old, I don't want to deal with you if you're fucking around, you know, with heroin and stuff. Like, within the past few months, I went on a date with a girl, and she told me about, you know, a heroin past and immediate turnoff. And I'm not saying I'm a saint. I've went through my experimentation phases, and I'm sure a lot of that will come up on this podcast, too, if I continue to keep this going strong. But... That was my second date when it comes to meeting someone offline. And to be honest with you, I shouldn't have done it because I definitely wasn't over Amanda at all. And you'll see this often with me. I'll get out of one relationship and immediately start thinking that I need to be in another because I have a horrible fear of being alone. And it's weird to admit that for people to listen to, but I mean, it's true. I mean, don't we all want to sit here and be happy and want to be able to call someone that you care about and that's all we ever want. And it's just, as time goes on, the older you get, it's just, it seems like it's getting to the point where it's really too hard to even try anymore. So you kind of get jaded with life and you get jaded with dating and you kind of give up and then all of a sudden someone new pops in and you get a glimmer of hope and let's hope that glimmer of hope comes pretty soon. But uh, I'm going to wrap this up and be on the lookout for episode two pretty soon, hopefully. But uh, hook me up with your feedback. 
Let me know what you think. If you hate it, let me know. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm sure it's not the greatest podcast you've heard. But you know what? Rome wasn't built in a day. Uh, My inspiration really for this podcast too was I was on Spotify one day and I was cycling through other podcasts and there is a podcast called The Man Whore Podcast and God, there's over a thousand episodes of this guy and it it started out the same way where he was just kind of going through his history, you know, talking about his life, who he's dated, trials and tribulations, all that good shit and it's grown so big he's got so many followers it's such a good podcast it's the man whore podcast i know it's got an interesting name but he's one of the most real people that you're here on a podcast like he's not going to pull any punches you know he's not going to make himself seem like he's this like casanova great person he's just real and that's what this podcast is all about right here too like I'm going to look like a fool so many fucking times, but there also is going to be so many times where I'm justified and look like a really good person, and it's all going to even each other out, and you can make your own judgments on what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, why am I 37 years old and still looking for fucking people online? Like, I don't know, maybe I should start drinking again and start hitting up the bar scene and, you know, running into random drunk girls. I don't know. Like, you'll never know. So, enjoy your night. I'm signing off. Good day to you.